Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we are going to discuss sin. <laughs> the enemy of our soul. I loved it so much. I was so good at it. Listen, you know, when uh, let's be honest. There is great pleasure in sin. For a season. For a season. Yeah, boy, what a price you pay for that pleasure, huh? But to think that sin is not fun, uh, you would either don't know how to sin well <laughs> or you're lying to yourself. That well, <laughs> Johnny is not afraid to tackle the big topics. There's What's the theological term? Two points for what we said. Hamartiology. There we go. I actually shared that with him in our yeah. preparation. Do you know how I remember hamartiology? Uh, because sin smarts. <laughs> Smarty arts. Smartiology. Hermartiology. 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 The yeah. study of sin. Yes. The enemy of our soul. And I, I was such good friends with sin. <sighs> He had me, man. It had my season, that's for sure. Blinded me, binded me, and uh, that's why Jesus came to set us free Free. and outside of Jesus. Good luck, gang. Yeah, right. Hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister, and um, dude, the time is counting down. You're you're leaving New York. Thirteen days. You say it so excitingly. I'm going to miss you, Johnny. And we'll miss our time in this I'm, booth. I'm we're going to figure it out electronically. But. but we have we have plenty where we're together in the bank where I can bring them up until yeah, we we've got get some it in the bank. Out. But it's good to be in the same cubicle when it is. he can slap me when I need it. You it know? is. Of course, you know, then we, eventually we're going to have it looking like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But we won't be in the same cubicle when we do. That's, we'll figure it out. That's pretty funny. I don't care who you are. That's, that's a click of a button, guys. Look at that. Right Technology. There. If, you see, if you're watching video, you see what I just did, right? How about that? That's, that's what it's going to look like when you move. Okay, but it's... Uh, I like hanging out with this guy, you know. <sighs> we love each other. We just don't know why, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But this guy here <laughs> on this topic, he has helped me to stand up, stand up for Jesus. Amen. I walked in here today, he brought some stuff up, got me so fired up. For, <laughs> <laughs> I was preaching mad in my podcast earlier today. I love it when I get mad. I'm not mad at people. I'm yeah, mad at just, Satan. I'm mad at self. And I'm then you become the passionate. I am. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. always does that yeah. to me. Yeah, I just I might do that a little bit like to that, you. That little that little thing that you wind up and then it was like pop goes yeah. the weasel. Yeah. <laughs> wind it up, let you go. <laughs> well, this is a topic. Sin's trying to destroy people that we love. It was destroying us. That's why Jesus came on a rescue mission to get us out forgiven of sin. Yeah. He paid the penalty for our sin. He comes again to take us from the very presence of sin, but he lives in us now to to give us power over sin that still dwells in our body. Yeah. Hey guys, listen, the question today is how can I know if something is a sin? And and I guess that's a legit question, but to be quite honest, things are pretty solid in our, in our moral community. Well, not anymore, but you know, like they used to When little Dookie was ready to steal a lollipop from the store, he didn't need a Bible verse to know it was wrong. You didn't even need anyone to tell you. I didn't need it. You already knew it was wrong. Yeah. And as we go through this to answer the question, and I do have a list of various sins. We'll show that passage as well. And we're, 
one of the other podcasts that we're going to do shortly is does the Bible list all sin? So they're going to kind of go back to back and I'll, I'll make it like part one, part two. But the, we thought the first question to answer is how can I know if something is a sin? Now, now there's two things that we have to look at when we look at this question is one, uh, things that the Bible are very specific. Oh, we got to pray. Yeah, let's pray. I'm the prayer guy. I'm, yeah, go ahead and pray because apparently I need it. Okay, <laughs> let's pray. Father, this is a tough topic, but it's a topic that will destroy us or give us, uh, or we'll gain victory through Jesus and only through Jesus. So give clarity uh, to us to speak biblical truth and to bring hope to people. Lord, we're not here to condemn people. We're here to help people, and our listeners know that. And I pray that your Holy Spirit will empower us to speak clearly and, and only truth uh, and do it in a loving way, and then for people to receive your word and grafted word into their heart that they may not sin against you and they may walk in victory and bring victory to other people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, so there's two issues that we look at when we're looking at this, and that's things that the Bible is very specific on, and then there are things that the Bible doesn't mention directly, it's indirectly, but we see a theme, and we've talked about this mm -hmm. in other podcasts before. So I'm going to look at a few various passages. How about Proverbs 6, 16 through 19? <clears throat> now, I'm just going to tell you. It's kind of a list. It, it's a list of things that God hates. Mm -hmm. Not only is it sin, but God hates these. It's an abomination to, to God. Verse 16 of Proverbs 6. These six things the Lord hates, yes, Seven are an abomination to him, a proud look. Now, as we, as we go through this, we find, yeah, right. Some people may not think, well, or they might think, what's the harm in a proud look? You know, we need to be, we're self-made people. We need to be proud. And God finds that arrogance is not acceptable. Pride cometh before destruction, haughty spirit before a fall, and God doesn't want us to fall, and he wants us to walk in victory, and pride is a root sin right? that leads to so many other sins. Well, that And that that's what I was going to say. Pride literally is the beginning of all your downfall. It's like the front domino in a row. That Absolutely. Down, yeah. Absolutely. Verse 17. It's probably why I brought it up on the top of the list. I, I think this is in order. I think it is. You know, God's not a God of chaos. God's a God of order. I find this list, and I think if we were to talk about the the seven things that God hates, this would have to be, no, I believe, I, I literally believe this is in order, and I believe one feeds the next. I agree, Johnny. It just, to me, is laid out that simple. Mm -hmm. So you have uh, 17, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. Yeah, I was guilty about just every one of those. <laughs> All right. The only thing I'm not guilty of is sowing discord among the brethren. But I think everything else. <laughs> no, you just share truth and then the discord follows. <laughs> That's, right. That's A lot of people don't want to hear it. Yeah, man, I, I hate when I 
You got to look at people and go, ah, we need to have a meeting. <laughs> I love you, but <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So that was Proverbs chapter six, Galatians chapter five, 19 through 21 also gives us a list of various sins. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. Ooh. Yeah, you could expand <laughs> upon that. Lots of other stuff. That, that and the like mm -hmm. says, because remember, we talked about two things, the directly and the, and the indirectly. Mm -hmm. Well, and the like is the indirectly, but it's anything that would even remotely feed into what we just read. Well, like Jesus said, murders. He said, if you hate your brother, you're a murderer. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's in kind the heart. Of, it's kind of, it, it's in the heart. That is correct. You know, if you look upon a woman to lust after her, you've committed adultery. Adultery. And so that's, I think that's what it's talking about. And the like, because there's the, uh, there's the thing that we carry on. Well, I've never murdered anybody, but did you hate anybody? Well, I've never committed adultery, but did you look specifically to lust after somebody? You done it. You committed adultery in your heart, and so this is uh, these are the things that destroy people. This is what causes marriages to fail. This is what causes kids to wind up in prison. This is chaos. Well, First Corinthians six nine through ten has more lists. Yeah, there's a lot in the scripture on this. And when we look at this list, it really hits home that this is where many are going, going to become offended because now, you know, all the other ones are, eh, eh, whatever. But now we're going to hit one that is a punch in the face for society today. Mm -hmm. So we're in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10. Do you not know? that the unrighteous, the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, the unrighteous are those who do not believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and those who practice all the sinful things that we're talking about. Do not be deceived. <laughs> like he's laying it out, right? Listen, do you not know the unrighteous won't inherit Will, will not inherit the kingdom of God and do not be deceived now. Do not be deceived because now he starts listing. Here we go. Neither fornicators. That is anyone having sex outside of marriage. Before, outside of. No, so if, if actually if it's, it's the Greek word pornea. Yes. From, you know, we get the word por pornography from that, but it's, it's, kind of a, a general term of sex anyway outside of God's planned right. way yeah. for sex. If you're having sex and you're not married, you're a fornicator. And if you're married to somebody and having sex outside of that, you're an adulterer. You're an adulterer and a fornicator. And a fornicator. Yeah. Adultery is a little bit more specific than fornication. Right. So it says neither fornicators nor idolaters, that means that you have another religion or you serve any God other than Jesus Christ. It's not necessarily little idols that people would have in paganism. They say a prayer to this idol. I've heard a lot of people talk, and I, and I think it's true that if I put something 
You know, I could, you know, anything that, ahead of God. Yeah. Anything. It could be my garden could be an idol to me. My animal husbandry, my, my goats. And I, I love all that stuff. And I, I remember the Lord really speaking to me about this. And I, I you know, I was like, well, sports, I got the goats. I think today sports are sports the, are, but for me, it was agriculture. Lovest thou these more than me? And I got really convicted. That's when I gave up my, uh, my goats. Cause you know, having goats is one thing, but milking them twice a day for eight, 10 months. That's right. another thing. <laughs> People would come by. It and begins feed you. to consume your time. Yeah, you know, I only have to be there twice a day, every day, right? Every Sunday, every Saturday. I can't travel and preach and milk goats and people. No, because don't. the milk bag will burst. <laughs> yes, and uh, so uh, really, this this is really the battle we are all in mm-hmm. with sin. Now, right. uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, you know uh, farming and having animals, but I can't preach and travel and and right. do that. And so God says, what are you going to do? You're going to be a preacher. You're going to be a farmer. So, you know, the biggest thing is it's okay to have things. God wants us to have things. What God does not want is for those things to have us. Yeah. And that's what he was speaking to me about because I had the goats when I wasn't traveling. And then, you know, I stepped down from being lead pastor and I was going to go out on the road and God said, you can't have both. Right. And I I passed that test with a solid, uh, with an A. Good. I realized that, and I found a good home for my goats. I didn't even get money for them. I found them a good home, and they they. But just dude, there's out. nothing like goat's milk, man. Oh, it's really good, addicted, man. And it's really good butter fat, baby. Eight percent. It's like half and half and half. All right, and it's really good for you. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, mine was fresh, uh, raw goat's milk, man. Made me happy. Right. <laughs> so you have, uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't an idol. Right. Yeah, so no uh, so fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, we talked about that, nor homosexuals. Yeah, that's, that won't fly today in uh, the LGBT, XYZ uh, not, Sodom society that we live in today. So I have a friend of mine who says, look, I know what I'm doing is wrong. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, but it's like a drug I can't stop. And then you hear other people who go, God made me this way. We have people say anything they want, and then we have the word of God. Right. We're going to stand before the word of God one day. And the word of God says homosexuals are not going to be in heaven. That's what he said. Now, if you are a repentant homosexual that believes in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have repented from that lifestyle and walked away from it, you're going to heaven. I give you a whole long wonderful list of people that that used to go that way they've chosen not to and they were told by this world that's what you are you you have to that's what you are god made you that way no god no god disagree and they repented of their sin and they walk with god today they used to live there they don't live there today well if god's a holy if god's a holy and righteous god he's not going to make you a homosexual and then condemn you for what he made you yeah yeah it doesn't even fit i mean even even people with a normal brain would capture that thought. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to go there. Okay. So, uh, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor the, now sodomites. I have to do some word study on that. Yeah. Cause I've always considered homosexuals and sodomites as the same. Yeah. So I'm wondering if sodomites, fall under the line more of the pedophiles i don't know the biblical uh i didn't research that that. word i should have yeah i will have to come back to that but we know the spirit of it for for sure so a sodomite 
is one who assumes the dominant role in same-sex activity, apparently, is what it says here. That's a sodomite. A sodomite is the, is the aggressor in the relationship. There you go. So it's still a homosexual, uh, mainly re- referencing men, and it's the dominant one in the relationship. That's the word study for you. That quick. <laughs> nor thieves, nor covetous. <laughs> I can read. Nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners. You were done talking about sodomites? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I, I got you, man. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm I think sorry. we can spend, spend the time better. Nor extortioners right. will inherit the kingdom of God. That's a good thought. Too. And, and so God is very specific, right? Yeah. And these are things that destroy people. Yeah. God doesn't want us to destroy. And then people come along and argue with God. And they get mad at those who bring up what God says. But the reason we do is because it's part of our calling as uh, preachers to show, God says, show my people their sin. Now, we could go even. Yeah, because the passages we just talked about represent the activities, Mm -hmm. right? The activities as sinful uh, and things that God doesn't approve of. As it plays out from the heart. Right, right. These are the activities that ensue from our evil heart. And they're listed. It's real easy to see. Oh, and by the way, there are more. There, there are more things listed, but for sake of time, I'm not going to cover all of them. Uh, just understand that if you have a reference of what is sin, and it's anything like that, so because people will put variables in it. Mm-hmm. I had a pastor friend who said, well, I don't think... It's adultery if you have your partner's, your spouse's permission. <laughs> wow, I, I thought I heard everything, but I never heard that one before. Right. <laughs> wow. But then I go back to, well, wait a minute. It's sex outside of marriage. So even if it's not adultery because you have your spouse's permission, it's fornication because it's sex outside of marriage. So you're in sin. Yeah. I just think of how people are so clever at trying to <laughs> but we do that. trying to get away with it and, and pretend it's we okay. call them loopholes. <laughs> yeah. But with God there are no loopholes. Well if you ask if you ask the sixth grader that didn't even know the Bible very well and they saw that activity and say, You think this is good? The average sixth grader say, No, that's a sin. I remember back when I was selling drugs and I was going to church and I thought, well, I only sell good drugs. And I, you know, I give, you know, I don't just give a a three finger lid. Uh, You know, I give, I give an extra half finger on that lid of dope, you know, that, that ounce of dope. I give it. So it's not sinful because I share. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I share share it with people. I am generous with my portions. (laughs) So, I mean, we are just so clever at, dismissing what God says right, and getting angry at those who kind of hold us accountable. People do not like to be held accountable. Now, now watch this. Johnny and I are deep in sin. I'm kind of getting down to the no, we're not. of this. <laughs> you just start out. Start out with an example here. Okay. <laughs> okay. We come into church, messed up young men. That's what I'm trying to say. You get this. Oh, in frame. the very beginning. Yeah. In we're the beginning. We come in, yeah, yeah. we're totally, we're totally wasted in this world. Young men, uh, we don't know the scriptures. We don't know Jesus. 
but we're messed up. And these are the things that were destroying us. Right. So we come in already guilty of all these things. Mm. So we come in. But even at that, Duke, we knew what we were doing Absolutely. was wrong. Yeah. All the relationships, all the drugs, all the sneaking, all the manipulating, all the, all lying, the conniving. All the stealing. We knew. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that when I came in. And we knew we were living such a wrong life because why? We're constantly looking over our shoulders to see who's after us or looking for us. And the Holy Spirit, whom was not living inside of us yet, but he was still convicting us of right. sin of righteousness and judgment. Right. And so we're guilty. We know it. This stuff's ruining us. We know something's wrong. We don't know how to fix it. We try and fail. Well, even if we see, I went through rehab a, a few times and I knew how to fix it. I, I knew how to stop, but I'd get out and it wasn't long either circumstances. Uh, um, and I get, this is what I get guys. Listen, I understand how, I understand how circumstances can drive us to sin. I understand how depression can get us thinking really silly stuff. And then we're always looking for an out or we're always looking for uh, uh, a relief. Mm -hmm. But when you move to do what you would never normally do, you already know. Yeah. It's not right. See, that's, I think, foundational to to our topic. The Holy Spirit is working in everybody. Even the Bible talks about even the Gentiles that don't have the law of Moses. They know it's, it's like the law is written right. in their heart. They know well, the Romans chapter already. one. They're without excuse. They're without excuse because God's put the knowledge of him in every man in every culture in every society in every generation. And if you have the knowledge of God, you have the understanding of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Because right. God puts it on every man's heart. And he says, even Gentiles by nature know right from wrong. And so and we're and Gentiles are considered dogs. That's what the Jews called them. Yeah. The the thing that I'm 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 getting at is this. We as preachers, we we teach the whole counsel of the word of God, and this is not popular. Right. The Bible says in season, out of season, this is out of season. Right. So we come along and we're doing the work that God has called us to do, and you get hated for it. You be called mean-spirited. You're saying, oh, you're unloving. No, the ultimate love is to stop people from sin. Right. And get him free from it. So you and I come in to church riddled by these sins, convicted already. Mm-hmm. We come in. We don't justify ourselves. Right. When my pastor told me that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And then you have people who grew up maybe in churches and they're maybe not as deep into sin as you and I were. And so they begin to justify this. Right. Who are you to tell me? Well, I'm nobody well, to tell anybody you, anything. That's the other thing. They're not in it as deep as, so some are not in it as deep as others. And then that gives us the right to look at the others and go, well, I'm not like them or I'm not as bad as them. But sin is still sin. I mean, there is no justification. Yeah. I guess... And by the way, God doesn't say you're okay at level two, but don't go to level five or now you're in trouble. Amen. Well, the Bible says if, if whosoever uh, shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he's, he's guilty. guilty of all. He's guilty of all. And one who says he ha- that uh, he has not sinned, he's a liar. Yeah. 
I guess that's a frustrating part is people that, that just argue with God. But people who are arguing with God and not facing it are people that are bound by all of this. And so I guess, you know, foundationally, we know innately what sin is because the Holy Spirit tells right. us that. And as God is working in our lives, we, had, we confess our sins. We don't, f- we don't say it. We don't justify it. Right. We confess it. We say, I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. We take responsibility for our sin. That's the other thing. People today don't want to take responsibility. Blame shift. Oh, fault. Dude. Or just self-justification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to blame you. I just did it for my reasons, and I don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to talk about things the Bible speaks about indirectly, if you will. But there's there's some principles that we're going to have to follow in this. And so when the Bible is general about something, right? We're going to look at, um, some scripture reference. And then, uh, if it comes to sin, we're going to ask, okay, is this, is this good? You know, things that are good versus things that are bad. And we look at it and go, okay, is this good? And would I take this? (laughs) That's the other thing. Because some people have asked me about certain things and I'm like, hey, would you invite Jesus to that? (laughs) A lot of things are coming to my mind. Like I I remember I was a new believer and I wanted to repent it, confess my sin and Mm. repented in general. That was becoming specific. I'm thinking, well, what about my music? Right. What kind of music am I going to listen to? Because I I listen to music pretty much constantly. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wanted music that would build me up, not music that would tear me down. I, I didn't want music to make me melancholy. I wanted, mm-hmm. and so, right. you know, I so I begin to add. These are the principles Johnny's going to we're going to be talking about now that I applied to music. Places I'm going to go, places I'm not going to go, people I'm going to choose to spend my time with, and people that I'm I'm probably not going to spend too much time with them. Right. And, uh, yeah, and, and it's not a personal thing toward the person. It's just, uh, I, I can't, t- it's very difficult to tolerate some sin. And when you go there, I can't sit and listen to somebody drop the F-bomb every other word. And that's typical New Yorkers. <laughs> if you ask them, a lot of them will, will stop. Or if they go, oh, you're a pastor, and then they stop on their own. But for those that don't, and it's just, constant i can't i can't do it duke i have to step away from that yeah withdraw yourself yeah for my own protection right but i remember you know like for instance these are principles that aren't spelled out in the bible right but like for instance my body's god's temple i uh, i used to abuse my body with alcohol and I would be drunk. Well, that was abusing my body, and the Bible is very clear about drunkenness. But then, you know, now as I've gotten older, you know, sugar. Sugar <laughs> is not good for me. It's poison. It's you not know? good for anyone, but some people, are, it's worse. And I was horrifically addicted to sugar. And so... Do you know they say that sugar is harder to get off of than heroin? Yeah, well, I haven't got the victory over sugar. <laughs> I'm doing a lot better. But these are principles that when you love Jesus, right, you're, you're serious about it. Right. You know, my body's God's temple. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden I have to look at food right. and food groups and carbs mm-hmm. and balances. And uh, I think the Holy Spirit inside of us 
is saying you, you're not your own. Right. You've been bought with a price. Well, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you're not your own? For you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Mm-hmm. Now, it says in your body and your spirit. Gnostics would teach that the body and the spirit have nothing to do with one another. Mm-hmm. But we know that not to be true because if you feed the body, it corrupts the spirit. And if you feed the spirit corruption, it'll corrupt the body because mm-hmm. it, it just, they, they're connected. They're, in, they're inseparable. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we have the list of sins that God gives, and then we have other sins. I, I talked to Johnny earlier about their sins of, of commit, you know, a commission. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not steal. I steal. That's a sin of commission. I'm wrong. I want to repent for that. Uh, and, and stop doing that. Right. Okay. Stop. I, I agree with God. Repentance is agreeing with God against myself and staying there. Right. I repented. That's the key staying there. Yeah. So now, you know, okay. I, I don't have idols in my home as far as bowing down to them, but then, you know, other things can become idols. If it's coming before God, if I'm watching, if I'm watching sports constantly and I'm not doing the work of God, then sports has become an idol to right. me. Today, I think the biggest idol for people is Facebook or social media. Yeah, and that God has spoken to me about that. You yeah. know, I've listened, a lot of times I'll put up something, a, a post, a, a devo, I put up, I'm in my Bible reading, something speaks to me and I'll pop it up on Facebook. Not every day, but uh, you know, three, four, five days a week, I put it up there. A lot of times I don't even look at Facebook right. because you can get addicted. I, there's this one, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's TikTok because I think TikTok would say on it, but these little shorts that come up on my Facebook page and I found myself, there's stuff I'm interested in, like fishing, the guys throw out the fishing net. TikTok will do that. You know, and then, you know, like there'll be a guy on a lathe and lathing things down, and, <laughs> you know, and, and, and mixed martial arts. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is. I'm in. And so they, they, they know what I like. Right. And they put it up there and uh, you know, I'm saying like, it well, is it's not only to captivate your attention, it is to keep your attention. And it is so powerful. It is. And, right. you know, I look at, well, there's nothing wrong with watching a guy on a lathe, lathing down, taking right. a big chunk of wood and turn, making something beautiful out of it. Because I've, I've run a lathe before and I've made it some little basic things, not nothing fancy. But, but if you're still watching it five hours later, yeah, you might there was this issue. one I got addicted to. This guy's playing, I don't know, something kind of honky-tonk piano or something. He's really good. And, and I got watching it. And there's like little three-minute things. And there's a guy at the, in a public place and they're playing it. And this guy comes along and it's like, like he doesn't know what he's doing. Next thing he's going crazy <laughs> on it. It's so fascinating. I got, I was in Florida and I saw this and I watched one. Of course it fed me another and another. I sat there for like 90 minutes one night. Joel said, what are you doing? I showed her, well, there's nothing evil, but I just spent 90 minutes watching this guy and I wanted more. Right. <laughs> I could stay up till two o'clock and right. watch him and guys on lathes and, and, and guys throwing fish nets in, getting big I, bunches of I fish. I have. Yeah, and so it's like... And well, here's the thing. Like, I do a lot of research. So when I start doing research into doing these podcasts, I get caught up in that. Because I'll go and watch a YouTube video and do some research, and then I'm looking for what I'm looking for, and then I move on, and all of a sudden something, a headline captures my attention. has nothing to do with my research. And all of a sudden an hour goes by. An hour's gone. Wasted. Yeah, and I sat there going... 
Stupid, stupid, stupid. And then the verse comes, redeeming the time for the days are evil. You could come along and say, there's nothing sinful about watching a guy throw in a fishnet, pull a bunch of fish out. Right. But anything out of balance, a false that, balance that's is where it's sinful is when it's all out of balance. And the Bible says in first Corinthians ten thirty one, therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And I think it, people have a tendency to just do all for the glory of their flesh. The See, lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. That's it. My flesh enjoys watching that stuff. Right. And, you know, in itself, it's nothing sinful about that. Right. But it's my my addictive behavior that I, I'm no longer redeeming right. the time. Right. I'm, I'm addicted. I'm watching. So it's way out of balance. If I watch right. that guy play two songs on the piano, that's cool. But if I spend two hours watching it, then it's like. Yeah, stop. it's excessive. Um, it becomes like an idol. So Romans 14, 23, I think helps really summarize what is sin or how, do we, how, how we can recognize sin because that's the question. How can we recognize sin? In Romans 14, 23, it says, but he, he who doubts is condemned if he eats because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin. Now, to give the context of talking about, do we eat the meat of the false idols, so on and so forth? Like, I mean, all of that. But here's what I want you to capture is the last part of that verse. For whatever is not from faith is sin. And if you doubt or if you have a question mark, you really need to err on the side of caution and say, oh, until I have complete peace or clarity, I'm not touching this. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's sin. Even though it's not listed here or we've read it in a list, but the Bible says if you doubt, the Bible says and the like. That the, doubt is probably the Holy Spirit creating those doubts. Yep. Saying, and for me, kind of going back to the stupid videos that I, that I get addicted to, that I'm not redeeming the time. This is this is becoming an idol. Stop it! Right. And I've had that go right through my mind. I'm sitting around like it's like the third one comes up, and and God just says stop it. And right. then that that moment, I say, okay, this is crazy. I just I just turn it off. Right. I just turn it off. And uh, so balance is very very important. How we spend our time is very very important. Well, because Colossians four five, you talked about redeeming the time. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. So now we know it's right to have prayer, to seek God's face, so that we can let our speech be with grace. We have to understand what God expects, and then we can exercise that. If we have a harsh tongue, that's sin. Um, if there's no edification or no building up or no profit to your words, and you throw them out there and they're hurtful, that's sin. Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And if, if it's corrupt coming out of your mouth, it's sin. If it's not imparting grace to the hearers where someone can learn and benefit, it's sin. Mm -hmm. This world that we're living in now, uh, 
you know, FaceTime, uh, I don't mean, that's probably FaceTime, that's on Facebook uh, phone, but what I'm talking about. uh, FaceTime is that. I'm talking about screen time. That's what what I'm trying to say, screen time. Um, I I listen to my Bible, especially I've had my eye uh, surgeries. I've had, I can't really read the scriptures right Mm -hmm. now, so I'm listening to it. So my, 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 my screen is up all the time just as I'm listening to scripture. But I see parents with children um, in, in games, for instance. Mm-hmm. When we first got the video games, there was one called uh, Tetris. Do, do you remember yeah, Tetris? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, my whole family was addicted to tre- Tetris. Joellen is, let me tell you, Joellen redeems the time. She got hooked on <laughs> Tetris. I saw Joellen do four hours of Tetris, and she'd literally fight the, no, I'm playing. Shut up, <laughs> get out of here. This is mama's turn. She was hooked. And she was hooked. And I, I made fun of her, and she just like, whoa. And she she walked away from it. And I was ad- addicted, too, but not right. as bad as her. Right. Well, I'm not as addicted as bad as you are. And right. God said, you're an idiot, dude. Yeah, so we yeah. just got rid of it. <laughs> but they are so addictive. Right. And you can have the family fighting over who gets mm-hmm. to play next. Right. And, oh, man, just we just need Jesus. We need it. We need to make sure that we redeem the time well. So we're talking about uh, general principles, right, of, of how we understand something when, when it's not specific in the scriptures. And we talked about redeeming the time, uh, uh, making sure that our, in our conscience, could we ask Jesus to show up to this with us? Can we take him with us? And then uh, remembering that our, we're not our own, we're bought with a price. Our bodies, our spiritual, everything is God's. And this should all have massive bearing, and I mean real bearing on our actions and our and what we do, right? Where mm-hmm. we go and what we do. The second thing that we have to evaluate when we go through this process of wondering, is it a sin? We have to evaluate our actions, okay? Not only in relation to God, but in relation to others, to friends, how, how does it affect our family? How does it affect our friends? How does it affect other people, people we don't know? In Romans 14, 21, it says this, it is good neither to eat meat or drink wine nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended or is made weak. If you know what you're doing is affecting people in a negative manner. Now, that doesn't mean speaking truth because we can speak truth and that that could come across in a negative manner because they don't like to hear it. But you know what you're doing is all about self or all about your own agenda and it's hurting other people. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, guys, this is not good. And it's sin. Romans 15, one, we then are, we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves. If we are putting ourselves first, we are in the flesh, we're not in the spirit. It's right. plain and simple. I did not say easy. It's, it's really not easy. It, you know what? It's even hard. It's impossible. It's impossible unless the spirit is there, which right. he is. He doesn't right. live He convicts us of sin and righteousness. Now we're at that point of worship him and being obedient or worshiping self. Self becomes the idol. Worshiping self, I'll do what I want to do. Right. I don't care if they're offended. Well, but, and that very attitude tells you what you're about to do is wrong and tells you that it's sin because the attitude itself is sin. 
I don't care. I don't care what they think. I don't care. I don't care who. This is my body. It's my life. It's my. I don't care. Who are you to judge me? Yeah. Yeah. That's sin coming out of the gate, man. The attitude of sin. So you know the action's not going to be good. Out of the heart proceeded evil. The heart's deceitfully wicked who can know. And then it gives a list. Right. Yeah. So, guys, listen. Here's the biggest thing that you take away from this is, and I'm going to say the third thing that we're going to talk about when we don't have a direct directive from scripture is not only do we ask, okay, is this beneficial and can we take God with us? Okay. The second one is how's this going to affect my, me, my family, my testimony, my friends, my workplace, like, how's it going to affect others? And then the third one is you have to remember that you are, if you're born again, that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And Jesus says this in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. But then Jesus also says one of the, in, in one of the commandments, it is, Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. If you're putting anything before that, it's sinful. Mm-hmm. It's sinful. If if you're going to stay home from church because the football game's on. Now, if listen, if you do it once a year and it's like, this is the big game and we, okay, I, I'm not. I'm not condemning that. But if you do it consistently, anything, anything prior to uh, that takes precedence over going to church, uh, being in God's word, I think it's sinful, man. Yeah. <sighs> because, and mainly because in Hebrews, it gives a command, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. And then it goes on and says, and do so even more when you see the day, capital D, approaching. Yeah, the day of the Lord waiting for his return. As the world gets darker, we need right. church more and more. Right. And what you see is you see people leaving church more and more. That's sin, man. Mm-hmm. It's just sinful. And they get weaker and weaker. Uh, they absolutely do. And they forget that Jesus is their Savior. Then they start getting drunk, and then they start... It's just it's just yeah. a downhill spiral, man. I'm just kind of a kind of a summary. I, I I use this a lot of times closing out at a Bible study. I just use it today. That we're all in this struggle, and it just seems like it just gets so complicated in the flesh, in the world, and all the implications. It's just so it's mind boggling complicated. And then we take it to the Lord, and we enter into His courts with praise. And then all of a sudden the complications kind of become simple. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we see what God says is we're, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that because we like that. We like right. that sin. Who are you to tell yeah. me, John? Who are you to tell me what to do? Exactly. And so that's, that's self-justification. It, they don't even say, who are you to tell me what to do? Now it's like, who are you to judge me? Yeah. yeah. They already know. They already know they're wrong just by using the terminology. Who but are then you they're, to judge they're me? attacking. They're attacking yes. us. Calling, well, yeah. You're judging me. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. no, no, I'm not. I've seen your activity. That's mm-hmm. discernment. That's not judgment. It's discernment. Right. And God has spoken clearly in his word to what you're doing. And you're going to stand before him one day. Right. And you're going to stand condemned. Right. And we're here to, you know, as a Christian, 
all of our job, not just preachers, but all of our job is to meet people where they are and help them to improve. Right. That's what it means to edify, to build somebody up. If I, I can make somebody happy and comfortable, hey, we'll go to my house and play Tetris all night. He just wasted the night. Right. He just threw it away. You just threw and, it and away. Look, and it's okay on the occasion, relax or whatever, but yeah, man, if well, it's consistent behavior, you got a problem. Yeah. Come over, watch the game together. That's fine. But yeah. to watch every yeah. game together and then, then another one is, and, and then it causes the arguments or you start losing sleep and now you're not functioning well, you're missing work because you're not functioning well, or you got a headache from the hangover. That's dude, that's just sinful behavior. Yeah. And so things, I guess what we're saying is things that are not by themselves, sin mm -hmm. can become sin right. by getting them out of balance. Right. And that yep. can be in the area of food, what we're watching, screen time, uh, people that we're with, uh, just as we, as we just begin our day on that walk with Christ, committed to him, his spirit will be sensitive to guide us through these things. And these questions, Pastor, you know, can I ask God to bless this? Mm -hmm. Can I thank God yeah. for this? Can I take him with me? Can I take him with me? Can I do this with yeah. Jesus, yeah. with his blessing? Right. And, and, uh, and all whole, that weighs in. All of it. Yeah. 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 And then it becomes clear to us, am I just being an idiot? Right. Or am I going to be a Jesus worshiper or a self worshiper? Right. It really comes to that kind of that. Yeah. So, Hey guys, to wind this down, here's what we have to understand. Whatever you do habitually recreation or whatever your ambitions are, if that has control over your life, it's sinful. Yeah. Work is good. Workaholic is not good. Yeah, exactly. First Corinthians six twelve, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And that's what Paul writes to the church of Corinth. And then in Colossians three seventeen, it says this, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the father through him. And so as we look at this, guys, <clears throat> and so as we look at this, guys, you have to understand things are okay, but not if those things have you. If you're excited to run out to a sports game, but you're reluctant to go to church, sports may be your God. If you're looking at things on the internet you shouldn't be looking at and you're leaving your spouse out, that may be your God. Lust may be your problem. Pride is your problem. A multitude of things. This podcast was put out there just to give you an idea or an awareness of how to look at things. And if this has helped you, praise God. Please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless. God bless.